you are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. I am Dr. Tanya, and I am here to teach you everything you ought to know about hypertension management. I am a clinical scientist, and I've done research over 10 years, and I've found some interesting things about hypertension and blood pressure control and medication-taking behavior. I would like to share with you all of the information I've found, as well as all the information that's out there that, that will help you get control of your blood pressure. Stick with me and we'll take this journey to help you improve your blood pressure. Thanks for listening. Hello, hypertension resistors. So today I have an update on the Omicron variant and I have several clips from several experts to give us what we need to know. So let's get to it. So this is a preprint um, that has recently been published looking at uh, the risk of reinfection across South Africa based on the different waves of infection that they have. They did find a two to three times uh, increased risk of reinfection Uh, Meaning, And the way that they define reinfection is two tests 90 days apart, at least 90 days apart. We know that people can be reinfected uh, with SARS-CoV-2, but we need to wait to understand really what this means on a global scale. This is one study um, showing, you know, some very good work that's ongoing. We'll let it go through that peer review, and there's a lot of people that are asking questions about this. The information in South Africa could be somewhat distorted because of the very high rate of uh, HIV, human immunodeficiency virus causing the acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. Not always completely treated with highly active antiretroviral therapy, it has to be said, in South Africa. So the conclusion is that the reinfection rate in South Africa could be quite a bit higher in South Africa due to the prevalence of HIV that we would not expect to be duplicated in Europe, Canada, Australia, the United States, uh, the United Kingdom. So in terms of reinfections uh, with um, Omicron variant could be sort of worst case scenarios really because of the HIV problem. But having said that, we, we, we don't really know that for sure yet. But I think it is appropriate just to have a quick look at HIV because it's an ongoing pandemic that started Way back in way back in the in, in the mid eighties, I can remember it starting. And um, now, biggest HIV epicenter in the world, South Africa, two thousand and eighteen, seven point seven million people were living with HIV. That's a lot. Quarter of a million nearly new infections, seventy one thousand deaths. The HIV pandemic has not gone away. Prevalence now officially twenty point four percent, but some NGOs are saying it could be double this because of inability to afford medication, because of the social stigma. So it could be 30, even up to 40% of people in South Africa are living with HIV. And a lot of those may not be recognized. That could lower immunity, making reinfection much more likely with the Omicron because the people are already immunosuppressed. So just to put this into context, HIV in the United Kingdom, 2017, where we've got full data, 100,000 people were living with HIV. Um, That's... um, 0.22%, 0.22% 0.22% of people aged 17, uh, 15 to 74, so way, way less than in South Africa. 
and the United States likewise 1.2 million as opposed to 7.7 .7 million in South Africa so way under a percent infected in um, way under a percent of people about a third of a percent or so infected in the United States whereas quite high numbers in South Africa so of course this is just one of many reasons why we can't just sort of make direct comparisons between countries having said that although this is a factor and it needs to be taken into account it still looks like the omicron is causing quite a bit of reinfection and is infecting those vaccinated but that's pretty well all the hard data we've got at the moment so i think this is fairly reassuring news for now it varies quite a bit in the country 12.6 percent in western cape have got hiv 27% in KwaZulu-Natal, but again, they're minimum numbers. The real numbers are probably higher than that. So here we have some interesting interesting graphics from South Africa. Um, so the the green, the green here. So th this is this is the total number of people with HIV, 7.4 million. The green ones are the ones that are getting treated with uh, antiretrovirals, and the orange ones are the ones that aren't. So, for example, uh, we don't have figures beyond 2018, but we see that most people are being treated with antiretrovirals, which is great. But of course, that leaves, what, a third of people there, three, three, three million or so, 2.53 million people who are, aren't being covered, but yet have the immunosuppression. Um, so it could be that a lot of the cases that are reinfection, remember we noticed one unfortunate person had had COVID four times, that they're in that category. So it just, just means we can't make direct comparisons between the uh, South Africa, the United Kingdom and the United States. Uh, the Omicron variant is associated with a substantial ability to evade immunity from prior infection, but how much of that is immunosuppression? Remember, infection is diagnosed in your nose. So it's basically an infection in the mucosa of your nose, the lining of your nose. So you can be infected and you can have a reinfection and you could probably find the virus in the nose but you're not sick because your immune system within your, the inside of your body in effect is mounting an immune response and able to cope with that infection. So uh, reinfection does not automatically mean severe disease. Reinfection rates may be higher, but when the data comes through on vaccine protection, what the data we're really looking to see is going to be around uh, severity of infection and whether or not the vaccines continue to protect against severe disease, hospitalization and death. And right now there's no reason to suppose that they won't. Uh, we just haven't got the data yet. So essentially we don't know a lot about this Omicron virus, but we will know more in about two weeks. And just keep doing what you're doing, essentially. And if you don't have any antibodies after being vaccinated, don't be concerned. It's all about the protection induced by the vaccine to generate a secondary response. And I forgot to mention that some of the new symptoms that are being seen with some of the first cases are itchy throat, cough, headache, muscle pain. And Dr. Campbell had interviewed one of the first cases who was a male and he complained of uh, his bones hurting uh, after a couple of days he said it cleared up all his symptoms cleared up but he still had a cough 
He was one of the first cases in South Africa to be confirmed as positive for the Omicron variant. Finally, don't wait for the new vaccine that may be specific to the Omicron virus because it may take a while for that to happen, first of all. And secondly, it may not even be necessary. So that's all I have for you today. Stay tuned to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment, where I'll tell you more about what everybody ought to know about hypertension and trending health topics. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you.